Sarah, one of the topics we haven't really talked about before is meditation, how to do it, why we need to do it, what impact does that have on our lives and in using the law of attraction? Meditation. Okay, so I've been teaching meditation, oh God, since 2013 uh, at the library, at the public library. And I get asked this question every time, <laughs> every Tuesday night, somebody will ask this question. The reason we want to meditate is that we want our life to improve. That's a lot of people come into meditation because they want relaxation. Their life seems like it's spinning out of control and somebody's told them that meditation is good. A lot of people turn towards meditation because they experience anxiety in some way or form. And then even doctors are recommending meditation nowadays to people who experience anxiety attacks, panic attacks. So it helps with all of that, but as I explain it to people who come to my meditation class, the main reason why meditation is helpful is because it opens our channel of communication with the universe so that we actually start hearing the guidance that is coming. Guidance is always coming to us, but we are not hearing it. Meditation changes that. We start hearing the guidance that is coming to us and because of that, we make better decisions about everything in our life. And therefore, our life improves when we meditate. So to me, I think that is the biggest plus. That is the biggest uh, reason to meditate. But often people don't know this reason when they start meditation. Now, how do we start to meditate? So now we know why. What about the how? When I wanted to learn meditation, it seemed impossible to me because I was multitasking queen and I just could not think of how in the world would I be able to stop thinking and meditate. How could I just even, I couldn't imagine just sitting still without doing anything for 10 or 15 minutes. I, I was the sort of person who, if I was watching television, I was doing something because to me, just to sit and watch seemed like a waste of time. Oh, I hear you. I'm exactly the same. So I would be doing needlework or I would have a book or I'd be, I would be doing something while I was watching TV. Sometimes it was cooking or whatever. So I could not just imagine sitting down and not doing anything. How is that even a possibility in my life? So I had to overcome that obstacle first of all. I had created that obstacle by thinking or assuming that meditation means I have to stop thinking. That was my biggest stumbling block. I thought meditation is about no thought. I discovered later on that that's not what meditation is at all. Meditation is not about no thought. Meditation is about finding the space between your thoughts. Slowing down your brain waves by deep breathing and focusing inwards. One of the things I recently realized about meditation is that because you close your eyes and you sit still, you are blocking out your senses. You are turning off your outward looking senses and turning inward. That's how I explain it. Meditation is the process of going in the space between our thoughts, 
even if that is a split second, when you go in there, you go deep, it expands that space. And it is also the process of taking your five senses away from the world and pointing them inwards. And that is why when people come and they ask me about active meditation, which has been promoted so much these days of walking meditation or mindfulness, well, guess what, folks? That's not really meditation because you're still connected to the world. You're still uh, absorbing info. Walking meditation, when people do it in a group, they're always mindful of not bumping into each other, which means that they have not withdrawn their five senses from the world. Mm -hmm. They need to know where they're going. You cannot do true meditation unless you withdraw your five senses from the world, which is why guided meditation is fantastic because it takes you there so you can taste where it is that you're supposed to go. But I call it a crutch. And eventually, when your leg heals, you don't need the crutch anymore. So eventually, the objective is to be able to go there on your own and not be dependent on the guided meditation. Because if you are using a guided meditation, then you are have not taken your five senses away from the world. You are still connected to the world because you're listening. Your sense of listening is still activated. Pure meditation is taking your senses away from the world and going into that space between your thoughts really, really deep where you feel really, really good. And the only way you know, so it creeps up on you. You never know when you've gone there. You never know. It just, you just find yourself there and you actually know that you were there when you're coming out of it. Because as you come out of it, you start engaging your five senses with the world. And that's when you start feeling the light on your eyelids and you start hearing the sounds around you. And you know, oh, I was in that beautiful place. There was none of this going on. I want to go back there. And you can, because as I explain it to people who attend the class, meditation is not about going in at one end and coming out the other end. Sometimes, depending on the day you're having, you find the space between your thoughts. You go in there and a thought comes and it brings you up. And then you start the process again. You find another space between your thoughts and you go in there. So it's a constant process of going in and out, in and out. It does not have to be a straight line. But on days when you are really calm, you can go in and come out the other end. It just depends on how you're feeling. No two meditation sessions will be exactly the same. And some days are harder than others. Some days your mind keeps wandering to all these thoughts all the time and you've got yeah. to like bring your senses back. Like I, what yeah. I use for myself is to focus on the space between my eyebrows mm -hmm. and to imagine just blackness in front of my eyes. Mm -hmm. That way I'm able to just like let go of my senses. Okay, so I use a different technique and there's so many different techniques out there. And that's why there's so many different ways of learning how to meditate because different techniques work for different people and that's right. totally okay. So the one thing that I always teach is don't limit yourself to the technique because a technique is only good as the day that you're using it because different things work on different days depending on how you're, you, the emotional space that you're in. Any meditation, okay, so I'll go there later, but let me share a technique that I use because I am extremely visual and I'm also extremely auditory. So you have to know your learning strategies. For those people who are auditory and visual, they need to engage these two senses onto a small unemotional thought in order to take their thinking process away from their own life. So that's basically what we need to do in meditation is stop thinking about whatever is going on in your own life. 
right? So I have to engage my hearing as well as my vision. So I do it by closing my eyes and I breathe. And then I count backwards from numbers. I always pick an odd number and I start counting backwards from that odd number. That's how I'm engaging my auditory sense. And then I see the numbers as I'm going backwards in my mind's eye. So when my eyes are closed, I see myself going from 69 to 68 to 67. Now, after I've done that for a couple of days, it becomes really easy. I can breathe through counting backwards from 69. So then I change it up and I go to eight and then I change it up and I go to 29 because when it becomes too easy now it's not doing what you want it to do because you're not staying focused on it because you can literally be counting backwards as well as thinking about what you want to cook <laughs> yes so right? one of the examples I use is breathing meditation so I breathe and count at the same time so I breathe in and out count one breathe in and out count two yeah I go up to 10, then I start back at one again. And so what happens is as the thoughts come in, I just bring my attention back to the counting and my breathing. Exactly. And that's what it is supposed to be. We always return to the simple, unemotional thought that we've decided is going to be our thought anchor for our meditation. We keep coming back to it. And in the end, our mind just gives up control and allows us to keep doing what we're doing. Because at the end of the day, our mind is supposed to serve us, not the other way around, right? <laughs> so in the end, if we keep telling our mind, no, this is what I want to do. I just want to think about numbers. That's it. Then it just gives up and it goes along for the ride. So something simple, right? It has to be simple, something simple that we can repeat again and again. So and then another question I have for you, people say, how should I do meditation, sitting up or lying down? And I know that a lot of the yoga community thinks you should always be sitting up nice and straight because your spinal column is like a conduit of energy to the universe. And if you're sitting up nice and straight, you're opening up that column. If you think of yoga at the top of a yoga person, or most meditation is the lotus, which is enlightenment. So the top of the scale is always about the enlightenment of the human being. And that's the goal of yoga is the enlightenment of self. But I'm sure there's so many other ways that this can be done. Yoga, the yoga way doesn't need to be the only way. Many years ago, people used to think that the earth was flat and you would get to the edge of the earth and fall into an abyss never to come back. And then with technology and advances, we discovered that the earth is actually not flat. It is round and you cannot fall off the edge of the earth because gravity will keep you there. So there are these old ways of thinking that with new knowledge, we have to move along with the times. The preamble is for the purpose of saying that every cell of our body is exuding energy. That's what we call our vibe all the time. In the absence of technology, wise people of the past used to talk about an energy conduit and the chakra system, which really there, it does not exist, but it was their way of explaining how the body exudes energy. But really, the body exudes energy from every single cell. And there is no, I'll come out with it and say it. In so many words, there is no chakra system. Okay. Okay. So there's, no, there's no like uh, converging of the energy around because it's really organs yeah. that they're picking on in those. And even Dr. Joe Dispenza says energy centers because he doesn't believe in the chakra system either. 
Well, but here's what I will say to you. When we keep our spine straight, we our lungs expand to the fullest. And so when we breathe, that breath can go down to the farthest reaches of the lungs. And that breath is really relaxing because that is the way we are supposed to breathe. And basically, that's what we are going for. And when we do that, then each cell of our body is energized with the oxygen that it's supposed to have, which makes all the cells of our body get into equilibrium the way they are supposed to be, which then enhances our connection with source energy because each one of those cells has its own connection with source. And so, yes, where I agree with the fact that we should be sitting up straight. The point that I'm not agreeing with is how energy is connected to the universe, how our energy is connected to the universe. Mm -hmm. So yes, I think that sitting up is good, but it doesn't matter whether you're uh, cross-legged on the floor or sitting on a chair. It does not matter. What about lying down? Lying down will eventually take you into sleep from meditation to sleep. And that's not necessarily a bad thing for those people who need assistance falling to sleep. It's a very good thing. The purpose of meditation is to be awake and learn how to control your thoughts to create space for conscious communication with source. When you sleep, you are communicating with source, but no longer conscious. Which so doesn't sleep always is, help you then. Well, no, sleep is healing. It's healing because you're in a state of allowing. However, you're, there's no conscious connection with source. So the conscious connection with source helps us with our mental clarity. So that piece is gone when you fall asleep. Right. Tell me about you. Have you reached that point where you have that conscious creation or that conscious connection with source? Um, yes, I do more so than I used to before. But I will say to you, it depends on the day. Right. right. On days when uh, my brain is really busy, it takes longer for. OK, so let's, you know, really say this out loud. It's in a 20 minute meditation session. You usually spend 15 minutes calming yourself down and five minutes in meditation. OK. And but, and and that's OK, because that's how it's supposed to be. Right. Right. So but there are those days when I go into meditation really deep and just go straight there and come out the other end and feel amazing and want to go back again yes because it feels so good right so it just depends it doesn't matter how long you've been practicing meditation it doesn't matter what type of meditation you practice it just depends on every day is different for the same person uh there's lots of apps out there that people can go on you can go onto the app store and look them up. One of the ones I use is called Insight Timer. There are times when I like to do my own counting, thinking, medit non-thinking meditation. Mm -hmm. And there are other times when I like to use a guided meditation. It just depends where I'm at, how busy I am. Often if my brain is in a whirl, I prefer to use a guided meditation because it makes me think. It takes away my control by listening to someone else, but I know that it's not the same as doing my own. But I Absolutely. Like I want practice of doing it every day. 
guided meditations have their place most definitely and i have enjoyed them immensely in the past one of the ones that i really loved when i was listening more to guided was the silva method and from the silva method i learned something really really good and that is having white noise or some kind of music in the background for your meditation actually helps you to disconnect from the world around you and other thoughts so my favorite way of doing my meditation nowadays is i do have an app and it's an app that produces white noise that's it it produces white noise so i have the rain noise in the background and a soft piano Yes. With it. Very soft piano. And that's what I use in order to do my meditation. It helps me to cut out everything. Yep. I like music myself. Music, yeah. just instrumental. It makes me so happy to listen to it. It's just easy for me to get into meditation. Yes. yes. Right. And then uh, another thing that I really enjoy is the sound of singing bowls. Singing bowls, Tibetan singing bowls, and I'm sure you can find a lot of that on YouTube, is the sound of the bowl. So when you ring the bowl, the sound of it, you can follow the sound of it into silence, just like a tuning fork. Yes. That is really powerful because you just keep following that into silence and following it into silence and you eventually go into silence with it. Do you want to hear a singing bowl, Teresa? Yes, let's play it. I have heard them before, really love them. So we use them a lot in yoga. You were getting into it there and then you crashed yes, it. I crashed it. I'm not, I'm not a, a bowl expert, but there are people who do it beautifully especially crystal bowls. I love crystal bowls. There's a young lady I follow on Instagram and mm -hmm. on Facebook, actually, that does the sound healing. It, it's beautiful, for sure. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So all of these tools, they are just tools. What these tools are meant to do is to help us reconnect with source energy, because right. that's really what we're looking for. And that happens when we stop thinking our thoughts. Because as I explained in the heart and mind alignment course, there are two parts to our physical existence. One is the heart and the other one is the mind. The heart really is the non-physical part of us, right? Mm -hmm. So the mind actually gets in the way. And that's because we misuse our minds. The purpose of our mind is not to help us figure out how to do things. The purpose of our mind is to help us define our preferences. I like red more than I like black, or I like black more than I like white, whatever, a preference. The purpose of the mind is not to devise the method of getting black or getting red. How to get there is guidance that comes from source, but if we block source, now we can't have guidance. Or the guidance is there, but we are not listening. Meditation helps us to get to that place where we can find, we can actually hear the guidance and act on it. Mm -hmm. Very good. I think that's a wrap for this episode. I'm going to link to those resources we mentioned in this episode. So you'll find them in the show notes and we look forward to you joining us again. Thank you.